Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. Beep boop. Oh it, no. Initiating podcast protocol. Opal. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not malfunctioning. <laughs> I must kill you now. Oh no. And this week, <laughs> uh, we're watching Chopping Mall, uh, 1986, directed by Jim Wynorski, starring Kelly Maroney, Tony O'Dell, and Carrie Emerson. Uh, but before we get into that, Opal, how uh, have we been this week? We saw a couple movies, a couple on our own, yeah. and one together. Right? Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with your movie? Yes, I watched on my own during the week uh, the movie Men from 2022, which we gotta start thinking about how hard it is to search for your movie before we start naming (laughs) them these cute, like, one-name things. We gotta start thinking about SEO. It's, yeah, unsearchable. (laughs) But it's, um, it's a film about things. Is it about men? No, no way. It, there's no way it could be a gross parody of what the statement movie from A24 could be. <laughs> so you you thought it was okay. It's what? it has its moments. Um, it has Rory Kinnear, a very British-looking man who plays every male character in the movie. In case you didn't know what the movie is saying, Mm. which is that all men are the same. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Which I kind of, I kind of had this vibe already going in, knowing it's the guy that made Annihilation, which I like Annihilation, but also paired together with this movie, it's kind of like, pick me energy (laughs) a little bit. Like, I know what feminism is. Guys, we suck, don't we? I'm going to put... Uh, a four times birthing scene in the end of this movie, which is very odd. That sounds incredibly <laughs> feminist to me. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> it's like so feminist, it wraps around to being like weird again. Male feminists are really, truly a different class of individual. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... It felt like parody. All right. I I did not enjoy it <laughs> very much. All right. Uh, I, I watched the movies this week. We don't have to talk about mine too much. Uh, I watched Police Story. Yes, you did. Uh, the Jackie Chan directed <laughs> and uh, starring Jackie Chan movie. That movie's great. Uh, I got to watch more Kung Fu movies. Uh, no thoughts. The soundtrack is great. Um and I watched another Kurosawa movie that I thought was mid, so I gotta really start thinking <laughs> you have about... You to examine what it is that you want out of this, if you're not enjoying any of them. I liked... So I've, I've seen four Kurosawa movies in the last, like, six months, and I liked one of them. Uh, <laughs> so I just have to do a little self-reflecting and I thinking... Think so. I have, like, three more that I'm like, ooh, I should watch this one next. You have to examine your relationship with the film medium as a whole. I guess so. Citizen Kane was bad, I'm as just, you've said. I'm just a hater. I guess you're a hater. <laughs> anyway, moving on from my crimes, uh, we also watched uh, Scream 2. Oh, boy. 
Um, the the grim one scream a week uh, march continues. Yes, so not as good as the first one, <laughs> if you would believe that. And every movie that we have seen written by that man, I feel Kevin like Williamson. I feel like it is a complete accident that Scream One was any good at all. I kind of agree because like a lot of the cast is the same from Scream One. They have Wes Craven back, and like it's not terrible or anything scream to um, I, I, I don't know i feel like it has its moments but it has a real problem with tone a real big problem with tone like you don't know if it's supposed to be trying to be funny or trying to be serious it wants to have it both ways it does which have the first one is kind of like that but not really where like things are actually kind of given weight but it's still kind of like yeah, childish. I, I think there are things in Scream 2 that are a lot of fun. Like, the opening is really good, in my opinion. Um, I, but it kind of doesn't go anywhere with that The stuff. more The more I meditate on it, the more I don't like the opening. <laughs> okay. Because it is, like, this whole conversation between, like, two African-American characters about how, like, the horror genre does them dirty, and then they just die. <laughs> yeah, and then there are, like, a few African-American minor characters in the movie who that just, just die. die. And we're also, we are also of mixed opinion whether or not the ending being rewritten is real, is or, real not. or not. There's because some... I'm, I am, I could go either way because both possibilities are stupid. Both possibilities are. For people who don't know, Scream 2, famously, the script leaked midway through filming. Um, the kind of popular imaginary of the story is that then the um, producers demanded excessive rewrites, including changing who the killers were. However, people have gone back and said, actually, the script that leaked was like a dummy script that we put out there in case the script got leaked. Which happens. Like, people do that. But also, it does seem rather convenient, doesn't it? It does, but both... You told me what the script said who the killers were supposed to be, and I know actually who the killers are in the movie. And they both have I think, problems. I think they both sound stupid. <laughs> like, the real answer is random and weird. Yeah, that's that's points in, like, the rewrites camp. But also, the original that you told me just... It's like, they would make it her boyfriend again? Well, I don't know... How exactly the movie would have been written to make it work differently, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's you know, it's an interesting one. And I think what kills it the most is that they felt compelled to make it a duo again. I don't think it had to be. I don't think it made sense to make it a killer duo again. I think that's like the secret sauce of Scream One is that like, oh, the thing you actually really never expected us to do was to do a duo. Um, which was super smart and clever. But and then, now it doesn't even make sense because the killer's not, like, teleporting around or anything. It's, like, one person at a time in the Scream suit. Also, the characters never, like, interact at any point no. in the plot. So you have no reason to, like, think about them as a pair. It makes no sense. I thought it was fine. It, <laughs> Overall, I thought it was fine. It's got some crimes to answer for, but I've heard the other sequels are worse, so I guess we'll see how it ages in our mind. I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about our TV foibles? We started Secession. I'll watch Brian Cox in anything, I've decided. It includes at least 200 more percent of Brian Cox's piss than I expected, and I expected at least like 1%. Well, yeah, because he's like an old senile guy in the show, but like... 
I don't know. I'm enjoying it. He is just like, whenever he's not on screen, it's like, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do feel that big time. Yeah. The show is just much more compelling when he's yeah. on screen. Uh, if season one doesn't end with Kendall hanging himself from his tie, I don't know how it's supposed to. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. There's four seasons of the show. Uh, we're just starting season one. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's our that's our TV minute. Um, what well, should we just get into? Let's get chopping. Let's get chopping. Let's get chopping. <laughs> Pretend I am chopping onions. <laughs> oh no, I'm crying. Oh. That does happen to me. It does. Whenever I chop onions, I have the effects um, affect me. But if you chew bubble gum, it doesn't happen. Just like John Turleski in the Oh no. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> That waveform looks super, super yummy and good. Oh, yeah. You're going to have fun fixing that later. <laughs> um, all right. So Chopping Mall, uh, just really briefly, it is a low-budget uh, horror film where eight teens are trapped in a mall and attacked by security robots. Teens with, like, the biggest quotation marks around them possible. I don't know how old they're supposed to be because they're, there's, like... The younger people, and then there's, like, this married couple that joins up with them, and I don't know if they're all the same age. I'm going to refer to them as teens throughout the summary because yeah, it's just the easiest way, but who knows. Also, looking at the poster for this movie, you wouldn't expect it to be a robot movie. Not one bit. Um, So, the story of how this movie got made. Uh, so, it is produced by New Concord Productions. Uh, which is Roger Corman's production company. Right. Um, uh, with his wife, uh, Julie Corman, also serving as, like, the main producer for the film. Um, we're not going to do the full Corman rundown on this episode, but um, just to give you a little bit of an idea, this is an interesting time in, like, Corman's career in the early 80s. Um, basically, he uh, did a bunch of genre stuff in the 60s and 70s. Uh, in the early 80s... Uh, I don't know, there was this whole craze around genre films. There was this film called, I don't know, Star Wars. Sure. That came out that was kind of like a huge hit. And uh, bigger bigger budget studios started kind of like getting into the genre space and competing with him. So in 1982, he sells off his production company. Um, but then he retains all of the rights to his backlog. So he starts a new production company. To basically just distribute his films that he's already made. Turns out, uh, this is also when the home video boom starts. Yes, yes, uh, which makes him a ton of money because he has this huge backlog of cheap and available movies that are popular on home video. Uh, so he starts in 1986 to produce some new movies to like get back into the the game a little bit. Uh, and this is the first one. Chopping Mall is the Chopping first. Chopping Mall. This is the first movie produced by the new studio. Um, so that's kind of like the production, some of the production intro. Um, it didn't start out being called Chopping Mall, though. Yes. So it was um, filmed in like three weeks uh, in the Sherman Oaks Galleria. Uh, the same the, with... the Commando Mall. <laughs> the Commando Mall. It is the most mall of all time. <laughs> uh, it was originally called Killbots, uh, but the film had to be retitled and had like 20 minutes cut out of it after it screened poorly, uh, which is why it's so short. It's like uh, just uh, over... After seeing what they left in, what did they cut out? <laughs> 
apparently, like, I don't know, there is, like, an extended cut that you can't find anywhere, but it's just, like, a bunch of, like, filler stuff. Oh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, this movie's, like, uh, blistering, like, 71 minutes. Um, uh, yeah, breakneck, kind of. Yeah, had a super small budget, um, and then, you know, took off on home video and cable. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the era that we're in. Um, the director, Wynorski, is an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. He's like an exploitation B movie erotic thriller guy. Oh. Um. He got his start working for Corbin. Um. In the two thousands, he transitioned from doing quote unquote erotic thrillers to erotic parodies. What does that mean? Um. I'm just gonna throw out some film titles for you. Sure. Throw them at me. Uh. How about uh the Bear Wench Project? So these cleavage field. So these are porn parodies. Para knockers activity. The hills have thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the famously filmed in three days and has a documentary about it. Uh, the witches of Brestwick. Oh. <laughs> so this is what he was doing in like the two thousands. So it, that those are porn parodies. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's doing like not not like um, straight up like. Um, Porn, porn, but doing, like, the kind of stuff you'd see on Skinamax or, like, late night HBO type stuff. So not even as good as porn. N- no. There's no reason to no, watch them. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's, like, uh, what he is kind of, like, reduced to by the end of the 90s. Um, but Chopping Mall, this is, like, one of his earlier movies. Um, you can tell that this is, like, the path that this guy is on where he starts out as like a Roger Corman making a movie for like $50 in three days into I make uh, softcore porn movies for nobody. I'm just thinking I could think of better names for all of those. <laughs> for real. Um, so that's kind of the the um, background on this one. He He's a weirdo. He's like openly admitted that he cast one of the women in this movie because he wanted to date her. Ew. Yeah. Um, so let's try to theorize which one (laughs) (laughs) that's great everyone will love that Um, so that that's kind of the the history with this one this is you know um the only reason corman didn't make this is because he was busy like producing a a bunch of other movies basically but it is basically in that sort of zone the very like low budget b-movie type type deal um you know it's like kind of a cult movie a little bit, yeah. People are kind of sweet on this movie because of how kind of cheesy and super 80s it is. It's yeah. like Omega 80s it's in like, every way. It's the most 80s movie I've ever watched. Yeah. And that comes with all the bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's uh, good and bad in that one. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's like a good... I think pre- that's sufficient intro to Chopping Mall. Good <laughs> preamble to Chopping Mall. Yeah. Um, Maybe let's... one could say more than it deserves. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, we open on a robbery. Uh, a jewel thief is stealing from like a mall jewelry outlet. Is confronted by a security robot. It's got like a little red visor head and tank treads. These things are. Mystery science theater to the max. <laughs> For real. They're just the most 1980s robot you have ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to build a little robot. Uh, it tases this guy. 
Um, and we zoom out, and it turns out this is a promotional press video for Securetronics Unlimited, a robot security company. You could have this too! <laughs> uh, for their Protector 101 line of robots that they sell to malls to be mall security. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, we learn that they're programmed to detain intruders with sleep darts. They have, like, tasers. They fire lasers. Uh, they can read ID badges. The, like, bougie mall people here are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about robots, you guys. <laughs> the commentary is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I think this is, like, the most uh, social it's the commentary most, it's we the get. It's most, like, self-aware it ever is. Yeah, because later on, we're not going to get very much of this, but, like, I did enjoy the, like, shitty um, mall business owner people being like, oh, what if we got one of these to drive out the riffraff or whatever? Um, uh, but hey, the presenter says nothing can go wrong. The robots are like three feet tall, though. They're cute. I kind of <laughs> like the robots. I don't know if they would scare anybody. This is like uh, the era of the 80s where like everything is a toy. And, like, this is an action figure-ass toy robot that you would oh, get, like, Oh, they should like have a, made action figures of it, though. You know, you would get, like, a scale model of this thing that's, like, you know, six inches tall or whatever. It sure. would be sick. Um, we uh, get a humorous mall montage under the opening credits. God, malls suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most, like, oh, we are in the 80s in a mall uh, montage of all time. I don't want to think about it. Just, I don't want to think about being in a mall again around, like, leering teenagers. Just and too many people. <laughs> too many people. Lots of food is Kids just being spilled everywhere. crying. <laughs> it's way too loud. Everything's too expensive. <laughs> um, and at the Italian restaurant, uh, which has a bunch of, like, B-movie posters Italian restaurant is such a generous way <laughs> to call this horrible pizza parlor. <laughs> Uh, uh, waitresses Allison and Susie are planning a after hours get together. Uh, I have a lot of issues with this get together, but I will talk about it. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, lightning strikes the computer uh, on top of the mall, which uh, controls Very the robots. Very area concentrated lightning. God hates you, lightning <laughs> is striking the mall. Uh, and the guy in a lab coat, like, behind the big control panel, like... Yeah, he's pushing buttons, <laughs> like, I've got to get into the mainframe. I've got to, I've got to format the ROMs. <laughs> he, he, he taps some buttons until some lights, like, turn off and on, and then he goes back to looking at his nudie magazine. I know. Uh, when the, uh, robots, uh, behind him just fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> they can just grab you. Yeah, they just grab him by the neck and he's dead immediately. Not gonna be the last guy that sits facing away from the giant killer robots. <laughs> Uh, next we are introduced to Ferdy, Michael, and Greg. Uh, they are furniture store employees who are also planning the after hours party with the girls. So, this furniture store get together, I take issue with. Who's, like, here's the, here's the, the, the central question Like, that I, I get it's soft surfaces. But, like, but, <laughs> I... But, like, go to the beach or something. Like, what? <laughs> have, like, a beach get-together. Yeah, aren't they in, like, Connecticut? Where is this mall? I have no idea. Oh, it might be in California. I'm I mean, stupid. The real mall is in California. But, like... <laughs> Connecticut. It, it's... I don't understand why, like... So, I guess all of these kids are must be teens because they must be living with their parents because otherwise... 
there's no way eight of you are not like going to somebody's house to like have a party and then have sex later Mm, like why do you need to crash an after hours furniture store it seems problematic of you to assume that uh we stop living with our parents when we become adults excuse me (laughs) well i mean it's the 80s like i'm just trying to figure out like what is the situation here Uh, And it does seem like, you know... It seems like they're perverts. It does seem like that, yeah. It seems like they want to come on all of the furniture. Uh, We're going to come all over this guy's uncle's furniture store sheets. Maybe they're into that. Uh, One of the guys is like, and the fridge is stocked with (laughs) beer. Why'd you say it like that? Because that's how he says it. (laughs) Um, uh, Meanwhile, uh, another couple, uh, Rick and Linda, fix their broken down car uh, heading to this mall party. Um, yeah, these are these are the grown ass adults with a business who are married they who are like a... we're gonna meet our friends to have sex in a it... furniture store. <laughs> like... So that's why that's why the teenager theory doesn't even hold water because what right. are these two doing? What are these? Why do these two know everybody? <laughs> what are they doing? Um, Michael goes to visit his girlfriend Leslie at the fake H and M. Do we have to talk about it? <laughs> One second. Uh, her her dad who works there gives them a oh you're not going to cause any trouble speech are you? Uh, and then you know they they lie to him a little bit. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about um Michael? I guess we. I think <laughs> I think we have to talk about Michael. We, we need, need to, to talk, talk about, about Michael. Michael. <laughs> All right. Uh. Do you want to go? So. <laughs> I had troubles with watching this movie for the very first time. Because this guy just looks like my dad. He looks exactly (laughs) like my dad. He looks exactly like my dad did in the 80s, which this movie takes place. Hair, face, everything. That's my dad. He's like the age your dad would be at the time of this movie and everything. Like, it's like... He has, like, your dad's 80s mullet that your dad had. He has the same hair, yeah. It's, uh... (laughs) John Terleski just looks like your dad. I mean, we have seen this man in other movies also, by the way. He's in, like, an Agatha Christie adaptation that we watched together. Yeah. Doesn't look like my dad in that movie. <laughs> but in this but one. But in this one, just at this... he inexplicably looks exactly like my father. I remember, like, at one point, like, Googling him to be like, what does he look like now? Because does he look like your dad now? And he doesn't really. They got fat in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> they got fat in different ways. But in this movie... He looks exactly, he looks exactly like, like, like dad my dad in the 80s. And I had a crisis with this because this guy's fucking a lot in this you, movie. You've had like a full on like ha- had too many mushrooms thinking about it too hard like crisis about him looking too much like your dad. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> that one time that did happen. Um, anyway, moving on from that. Oh, it, I guess I'll ask, how was it to watch a movie with your dad in it this time? I knew what to expect. And that was, but he, he was still looking like my dad. And now. that was the new Buzz Lightyear. You always got to get that one. I, you that's, told... <laughs> that's your favorite looking like my dad story is new Buzz Lightyear, which yeah. is really, really funny. <laughs> we were talking about this before recording the episode and you were like, and you're going to bring up Buzz Lightyear. And I couldn't <laughs> not do it. Specifically new Buzz Lightyear. I couldn't not do it. With his big ass chin. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Allison and Susie look forward to the party. Uh, I wrote down here that they look extremely 80s. Uh, Allison has like 
the cardigan like wrapped around her shoulders with like the the arms crisscrossed in front of her their hair is both like massive uh yeah yeah, we're we're very eighties. Uh, Susie has like these. these Ronald like, Reagan is president. Susie has these bangles that are just like way too much. Uh, um, only one arm. Though. It looks like having a slinky on your arm. Do you think she's the one he wanted to date though? I could see. It. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Um, another scientist, uh, security computer man, uh, shows up the control room and dies to the robots. Yeah, this guy's like, I got so much beef with the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> by, by which you mean he, like, ate too much. No, because he keeps eating when he gets there. That's right, yeah. Um, uh, the party uh, starts and various couples are dancing and drinking beer. Dancing very badly. Oh, yeah. Um, Ferdy is a fucking nerd and is like, but I have bookkeeping to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, nerd alert. Uh, and he is introduced awkwardly to Allison. They're like, so you're getting married to each other. <laughs> We've arranged your marriage here. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this is their meet cute. Uh, the bots begin to make their rounds as goofy music plays. Yeah. <laughs> like the most synthy, it's, yeah, very uh, '80s fart synth. I, think I fucking I would call love it. this shit. Uh, the young couples are in their fucking era. Uh, their fucking era. <laughs> uh, nerds, Allison and Ferdy, though, uh, watch a monster. movie. They watch a crab movie, <laughs> but they're but they're hitting it off. Kinda. <laughs> they they do some you know they do some kissing. As much as you can be hitting it off when people are fucking in the background. Like, right behind you. Like I don't know why feet. you stay here while this is happening. <laughs> I don't know why you all need to fuck in the same room. Um, I, I'm telling you, they're freaks. Uh, the night staff janitors are cleaning up. Um, one of them, Walter, played by the legendary Dick Miller. <laughs> That's right. Uh, is electrocuted by a security robot. But what is he cleaning off the floor though? He's like, dang kids. And it's like, it doesn't like show muck. you it doesn't show you anything. It's like, is it duty? <laughs> no, because it shows you like gray muck. What else is that supposed to be? Duty. Duty. <laughs> uh Dick Miller's great. Lots of great Dick Miller movies. He's yes. never anybody. <laughs> no, um... he's never a main character, but you always love to see him. Um the, the robot, after killing him, uh, says, thank you, have a nice day. I also, I, I love a kill in a movie where it's in electrocution, where you can see a skeleton for a split second, and you get little cartoon wigglies all over. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's the best kind of electrocution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leslie convinces Mike to go out and get her cigarettes, um, which is really just, like, an excuse to show her boobs on screen to the camera. She's like... I only smoke girl cigarettes. <laughs> I only smoke virgin lights. <laughs> um, uh, he goes out to the cigarette vending machine, which was a blast from the past. I know. We were both like, have I seen one of those before? And and yes, we have. Yes, we have. One that looks exactly like we this. We were the exact last generation to see <laughs> one of these, I think. It looks like a piano. Why does it look like a piano? It, look, it doesn't look like a normal vending machine. It's no. got like, I don't know. It looks like it's going to start talking. <laughs> um, uh, Mike is accosted by a security bot, uh, which kills him. My dad is gone. <laughs> he didn't last very long. Rip to, to John Trulesky. We had to do this whole bit about how he looks like your dad for like and two And he's not scenes. even in there that long. <laughs> 
Uh, Leslie goes out to find him. Uh, she discovers that he's had his throat cut. Uh, and she is attacked by a robot, which shoots lasers at her. Uh, she gets the best death, though. Yeah, so everyone in the furniture store, like, watches through the window in horror as the robot shoots lasers at her, one of which just explodes her head. Yeah, there's a really <laughs> good head explosion, but also the other lasers didn't do that. It's like, it, it's gotta hit the sweet spot, like the Death Star. Exactly. Yeah, like, some of the lasers can just, like, graze you, and it's like, uh, Ew. Uh, 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 but then if it hits you in your head in the right place, your head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's like uh, it's like that scene from Shaun of the Dead where he's like, did you know that there is a place in a man's head where if you shoot it, it will blow up? Yeah. That's from, uh, actually, that's from Hot Fuzz, sorry. Wrong one. Wrong oops, one. oops, fake fan. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone uh, in the furniture store kind of uh, runs and tries to escape as the robots try to break in to go after them. Um, like The robots like blow up the store with lasers. Uh, as the teens barricade themselves in the storeroom. Yeah, the lasers look good. The lasers look Speaking of crispy. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the kids uh, speculate on what the robots could be planning. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have free fun. <clears throat> um, and uh, as they're talking about this, the security doors close for the night. That look like just the fucking doors out of a Star Trek battleship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The sci-fi door is closed. Um, which is going to trap them inside the mall until the morning. Um, the phones are down as well, because uh, the robots know. Because uh, the computer controls everything, <laughs> everything in this movie. Something with a button on it, the computer controls that. The computer controls everything, but don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it, though. Um, so uh, they decide they're going to try to escape through events. So is it the robots that are evil, or is it this one computer system? Well, the computer got zapped by a bolt of lightning, which made it evil. So, so it's his fault. Yeah. The robots have nothing to do with this. Well, They're innocent bystanders in all this. It's using their bodies. Can you call, like, a gun an innocent bystander? <laughs> we could get into this. <laughs> um... The girls make it into the vent, um, but before the boys can follow them, the robots break in and chase them off. Um, the girls crawl through, but uh, the robots have turned up the heat. Because yeah, because you should be able to do that. Because they know they're in the vents, and it'll like... The computer knows. The computer knows everything. Um, the <laughs> if we begin a performance that I can only describe as hysterical... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to Susie in a minute. Uh, the guys break into a sporting goods store and pick up some uh, heavy weapons. I know, they just sell this. I think there are malls today that probably sell this guy. When you can just get like an them. automatic rifle or five at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what men do. That's right. Boy stuff. <laughs> uh, they attract one of the robots' attention and open fire on it, but the bullets don't do shit because uh, it's a robot. It's made out of Get metal. used to this, where they're shooting the robots and nothing <laughs> is happening. Um, but eventually, they get the idea to like roll a propane tank over it and then shoot that, which then blows up, um, which you know knocks the robot on its side for a little bit. We're playing fast and loose with explosions in this mall. <laughs> Here, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Um, Susie can't take the heat, so she's, she's like, like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I gotta go get Greg. He needs me. <laughs> he needs me, though. He needs me. 
That was really that was really <laughs> fun to listen to, I'm sure. But this is what she is acting like. Absolutely. Uh, so she's like, we got to get out of the vet uh, and go find the guys. So the other girls go with her. So they just go with her yeah. because they're like, yeah, of course. All right. Uh, they prepare some bombs with tanks of gasoline, which you can also get at the mall. They're just mol- they're making Molotovs. Mol- this is the mall of explosive goods. This is the only difference between now and malls in the 1980s is that you get the, like you get more deadly goods. In the mall is that in the 80s. necessarily true, or are we making that up for this movie? <laughs> I've never been to a mall where I could buy huge tanks of gas. I've never been to a mall with a paint store. Exactly. Um, the guys, uh, break into the elevator and prepare some more propane bombs. Because the computer does control the elevator. That's right. Uh, and the disabled robot, uh, fixes itself and goes after the girls. Uh, they try to blow it up with the gas cans, but they just light on fire and the robot doesn't doesn't care. It doesn't do anything. Um, the robot shoots Susie in the leg um, and then shoots the can of gas that she's holding. Yeah, she lays there for a little while like... Oh, I guess I'm dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, help me. And then she's the can of gas, and then she lights on fire. Yeah, she does just burn to death. Yeah, she just burns to death. Um, Which is kind of relieving. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't want to listen to her anymore. The uh, guys get real mad about this, so they start shooting at the robot, which, uh, again, doesn't, doesn't do, do anything. anything. <laughs> um, and they escape upstairs. Uh, Rick, one of the guys, traps uh, one of the robots in the elevator, which is loaded with propane bombs. And Allison, um, the wet blanket from earlier, um, shoots one of the propane uh, tanks to to blow up the elevator. You get the idea. She's not like other girls. She's like, my dad goes hunting every year. No, she says he's a Marine. Oh, is that what she says? Which raises four questions. I guess so. She's not like other girls. She's not like other girls. She, she can shoot a gun. She can shoot a gun and she doesn't have sex. And this is the last time you will ever see her with a gun for some fucking reason. <laughs> because she is just a woman. <laughs> uh, next up, they hole up in the uh, Italian restaurant. We Again, <laughs> again with Italian They're restaurant. They're serving like spaghetti and pizza. What else uh-huh. am I supposed to call it? hole in the wall pizza <laughs> it's not hole in the wall to pizza to me sounds good this mm. place looks bad mall italian restaurant sounds bad what if there was a hole in the wall and someone handed you a piece of pizza out of that wall that, would you take it that happened to me in vegas one time it was pretty good what <laughs> <laughs> work um greg is like hey why'd you girls leave the vent Clearly, like, <laughs> upset that his girlfriend has just been flambéed. <laughs> I'd be like, it's her fault, though. <laughs> yeah, that'll make him feel better. She's annoying, though. <laughs> um, Ferdy uh, is like, I'm a nerd, so I figured out that we should destroy the master computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll, do that, that, we'll yeah. surely do that. Definitely. Um, Greg, um, clearly a little bit too excited at this point. Um, rushes I ahead. I don't think this guy is a very good actor. No. Did the director want to date him too? <laughs> Who could say? Um, and he just gets like pushed off a high railing to his death by one of the robots. <laughs> really unceremonious. I also I love how they have to die in pairs because they have no relationships with each other beyond right. having sex with each other. <laughs> they have they had sex in the same room one time, but there are just four couples so they just have to keep killing off the couples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the remaining teeds uh, hide inside a department store, and the robots attempt to saw through the like uh, steel shutter. Uh, as with they laser beams with lasers, uh, they flee upstairs to plan their next move. Um, but when the robot um, successfully saws through the door, they distract it with some mannequins. I guess I don't know what happens here. <laughs> I think it's kind of unclear. Um, Linda is killed by just like a stray laser. Um, which pisses Rick off real bad because they're married, I guess. Um, well, but first, they have to go through the perfume department. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, so so Rick uh, rams uh, like an electric motor cart into the robot, which you can tell is electrified because it has the squiggles on it. It has the squigglies on it. <laughs> and you can tell that um, it electrocutes him because the squiggles move. He gets move. the squigglies also. Yeah, they move from the motor cart to Rick <laughs> as he falls off of it. This looks very stupid when it's happening. <laughs> Extremely bad. Um, which kills him, um, but also destroys the second robot. So, For right. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, Allison and Ferdy, the only remaining survivors, head for the computer. Because they're the chaste couple. That's right. They're the nerdy chaste couple. So yeah. they, they're alive. Um, they uh, split up to look for it. Because, um, you know. I think she just, she's been saying for a long time that she wants to split up. <laughs> I think true. she just wants to get rid of him. That's true. Earlier in the movie, she is like, hey, what if we split up? She really <laughs> like, did, She's like, I'm going to blow this gas can. <laughs> uh, literally. <laughs> Um, we get some slow scenes of them, uh, walking down hallways and looking into rooms. Um, and the last remaining robot corners Allison, um, but she is saved by Ferdy, who... Yeah, she just has to stand there like, help! <laughs> I'm a girl, help! <laughs> I'm the only competent character in this movie, help me! I'm useless, Why didn't I'm a you woman. give me the gun, help! <laughs> anyway, Ferdy shows up with the gun and, uh, shoots the robot in, like, its laser visor, and then the robot's, like, laser's disabled. We didn't do that before with our countless hundreds of shots <laughs> yeah. at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the robot, like, knocks Ferdy over, and he's like, oh, I'm unconscious now. <laughs> uh, and Allison runs away. Um, she hides in a pet store? Um, the robot, like, breaks the, 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 uh, enclosure for some tarantulas and a snake, I guess, to scare her? <laughs> do you think that it wanted to do, like, psychological warfare? Yeah, he's or... like, I'll draw her out. I'll release the tarantulas. <laughs> hey, I would much rather that happen. Could you imagine if it started unleashing the puppies? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, a tarantula is a secretive animal. You can trust it. It won't tell anyone anything that you what? tell it. <laughs> what are you talking about? A tarantula isn't going to give away my position. Puppies are going to be like licking her face and she'll be like... Eh. Okay, that's not, that's not what you said. You said the tarantulas <laughs> won't tell anyone anything you tell it. So what dog are you talking to that is like snitching on you? Listen, I have a bad experience with golden retrievers, so... Oh. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, anyway. Can't tell them shit. <laughs> Can't tell him nothing. Uh, anyway, she escapes uh, out into the mall, and the robot searches for her. Um, she evades the robot by dangling from a rail, uh, but then falls. Um, but then, oops, lucky, she falls in like a tent or something. I, I don't think this would work. <laughs> no. 
Um, so she's fine. Um, and finally, she lures the robot um, into a paint but store. But first she has to crawl along the floor, like, sexually. Uh, like, oh, uh, I'm so prone. Oh, my leg doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she gets into a paint store and, like, spills a bunch of paint on the floor and then is like, hey, robot, come over here, uh, which it does. <laughs> and then the robot does. They're not very smart. Yeah. Uh, and then she she does, like, the uh, walk around in a circle so that the robot will follow her and be in the store while she is out of the store. Um, and then she throws a flare that she had from earlier into the paint store, exploding all of the paint cans. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, which, this is the most flammable ball of all time. Yeah, uh, and, and that um, blows up the last remaining robot. Not before she gets a cool one-liner that yeah. is very uncharacteristic yeah. to her entire character. <laughs> the, the, the robots have been saying, have a nice day. And all, she says, have a nice day. All movie as they kill someone, and then she says, have a nice day. Sure. <laughs> um, Victorious, uh, she limps through the mall uh, and is greeted by an awakened Ferdy. He's fine. He was like, I was pretending to sleep. I would hope I was hoping you'd figure it out. Um, they embrace, and we zoom out to credits, and we even get a post-credit scene of one of the robots being like, "Thank you. Have a nice day." I will. Thanks. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, very uh, zippy, just like the movie. Oh yeah, I mean this movie's a straight fucking line. I mean, how how many times could you copy and paste? Like they're running around the mall with their big guns, and it looks like a stupid laser tag tournament. How many times can you say that? Because I think it's the whole <laughs> that's movie. That's basically the whole movie. It's like the teens run and hide, and then they confront the robots, and then a couple of them die, and then they run and hide. Yeah, and we do that four times, and then the movie's over. And the movie's over. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, how'd you how'd you feel about it? It's all right. It's okay. It's very cheesy, but that's exactly kind of what you want. It, it is what you want. Like, I do think um, the tone is, like, pretty consistent the whole way through. It's just a goofy, cheesy 80s horror movie. It's pretty um, quick and painless, I would say. Yeah. You know, the performances are pretty bad. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Here and there, they're very bad. Um, And, you know, I would have loved, like, I would have loved if there was a little more personality to some of the if stuff. If the characters were characters. Yeah. But I think the robots are kind of fun, and I think the kills are pretty good. So. Yeah, I think for the most part they are. They could have put a little bit more stank on some of them. Like... I don't know, like, just grabbing a guy a couple times doesn't do it for me. Like, you should have ripped that guy's head off. Yeah, that's a good point. There are definitely, like, there's some good kills, but there's also some kills where you're like, eh, like... My dad just kind of gets, like, pelted. Took it easy on that one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, But, you know, like, they light someone on fire and... They blow up someone's head. Blowing up someone's head is the height of the movie, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we can talk more about the movie but like these movies are like made in a few weeks for no money uh on a very like you know by the numbers like in a script that's usually i think the script for this one famously was written in like one day and then revised (laughs) over the next five days yeah yeah Um, so you know like i can't really be too hard on it it's, yeah. it's, you know, good, this cheap fun. This is a fun. movie that you can find on YouTube.com. Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> That's how we watched it. Um, it was... Uh... It is free several other places, though, but I don't like commercials, so... Yeah. Uh, so, you know, decent, decent movie. It's all right. 
Yeah. Uh, should we should we uh, get a little bit more specific with our? Let's, let's get our ratings in there. Ratings. First up is the spookiness rating. How good were the scares and the vibes? Uh, Opal, what would you give it? A one. <laughs> these these trash cans with little grabby arms on them are not uh, scaring me exactly. There are a couple of good kills in there, but I don't think that's enough to call it scary. It's not scary. Um... The scariest part is watching my father have sex. <laughs> the psychological horror. Um, Maybe I'll make it a two for that reason. You know, I do want to unironically give it a two. Um, I think like the vibes of a of an abandoned, not an abandoned mall, but like an after hours mall. Oh yeah, I um, think I think that could be a more utilized setting for sure because like a mall with all the lights turned off is a good setting. There's a reason why you know like Dawn of the Dead's a good movie and stuff yeah. like that. Like I do think there's something there. Um, and yeah, the, some of the kills are pretty good. So I'll, I'll give it a two. It's not scary, but no, um, no. you know, some of it technically for what it's working with is pretty good. I think. Uh, next up is watchability. How easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time? I think that's maybe a three for me because it is so short and kind of formulaic. You just kind of, it's a popcorn movie. Yeah, it just kind so. of washes over you. Yeah. Like, watching it this time is, I think, the least fun I've had watching it because I have to be, like, taking down each event that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's not and, probably like... the optimal way to watch this, <laughs> is examining it. Yeah, um, but, like, you know, the first couple times I've watched it, it was just fun. It's just, like, a nice, fun, head-empty movie. I'd give it, like, a four for watchability. I think yeah. it's pretty watchable. Like, yeah, you just throw it on, have a good time. All right. Um, it, it It is the point of these movies, and it's, like... Like what and this isn't exactly a Corman movie, but like what all the Corman movies are really like getting at is like, yeah, you know, you get in, you make something cheap in a hurry, um, and have it just be fun. And this yeah. was fun. So uh, and then last up is the Vincent Price Vamp rating, the campiness and overall performances. Uh, it's pretty camp. I would give it a three just for the decade of the nineteen eighties. Yeah, I think this one is definitely capitalizing on the latent camp of 1980, uh, 1986 in particular, where, like, the 80s are in full, like, raging the 80s. We love malls. Like, the mid-80s is the most 80s the 80s ever is, you know what I mean? Um, Kinda, yeah. And, like, you really feel it. The mall setting really sells it. The, like, stupid robots definitely are <laughs> The robots part are really... There are a lot of stupid events happening, which uh, always helps the score a little bit. You know, I think Thank You, Have a Nice Day is kind of funny. It's cheesy. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like a, I, like, I like a three for it. It's yeah. not, like... The performances are just not charming enough no, for me to give it anything exactly, more than that. Not exactly, no. Like, but it's a good time, you know. Um... So yeah, overall, pretty pretty good. Like it's okay. We've watched worse movies for the show. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I would much rather watch this than a lot of other things <laughs> for sure. Um, and you know, like it's seventy minutes. It's like you're in and you're out. There, you get plenty of kills. Um, you know, it's like the most epitome of like eighties like kind of it's kind of a slasher movie it's a slasher yeah yeah um you know it this is what movies like scream uh are parodying when they say don't you know the rules 
Like, kind of, yeah. You know, like, you've got the the people that don't have sex are the ones that survive to the end, because it is, like, this weird moral thing. If we're pretending, like, Scream doesn't only mean Halloween and Friday the 13th, yeah. I think it would mean that. Well, I think, like, you... It is getting at, like, the derivative kind of small horror movies a little bit. I mean, I, I, I hope in my mind that that's what Scream is doing. That it's yeah, talking I mean, about it like does that. fit the formula that you're talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, it's very by the numbers and kind of all the ways you expect. Um, I think, like, the robot twist is bizarre. Is it uh, a twist? I mean, I guess, like, the spin on it of, like, we're going to do a slasher movie where the robots are the killers is, like... Where these weird little robots are your biggest threat. But really, like, it's more of just, like, a a mall slasher. Like, the robot part is almost, like, incidental for a lot of it. Yeah, you could replace them with a guy. You could replace them with, like, any creature, any guy, and, like, it would be the same movie. Yeah. Um, Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I think, like, it's kind of fun having, like, the, the three of them... Because the heroes, like, do you get to have, like, triumphs where they do actually, like, defeat a robot? I feel like the robots should have, like, distinguishing features between them. Like, one has a little bow on its head, and (laughs) one has, like, a big mohawk. If if they just made them red, green, and blue. (laughs) They were, like, color-coded. Yeah, like, that would be very 80s, and that would be like, okay, now you could feel like, oh, there's, like, a personality to them. And, like, uh, when one shows up, you're like, oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I I do think like yeah they're robots, but you could have given them like more individual personalities. I think sure, that would have been fun. Sure. Um, then they'd have to make toys. A hundred percent. Like blue is my favorite. <laughs> I really like the blue killer robot. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think I think that's probably all we have for I chopping think mall. So. I think that's all we got in us for chopping mall. Um. You know, a good a good time waster. Yeah. Uh. You know, sometimes sometimes a movie is just a way to waste an hour and a half, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. That, that can be really I good. I love wasting time. <laughs> like, like wasting time but having fun is like, I don't know. That's, that's, uh, that's, has its own value. It's not wasting time when I'm with you. Aww. <laughs> that's it. And with that, bring me the movie sack. Initiating sack protocol. Introducing movies. Pulling movie sack from you. (laughs) Uh, This is the movie sack segment. This is the part of the show where we decide what we're going to watch next week. Opal, you are the keeper of the sack you put in. I'm the curator of the movies of the sack. That's right. Of the movie sack. You take care of the sack. Well, I could take better care of it. (laughs) I could brush its hair. I could wash it, you know. I think it's fine. (laughs) Uh, You you throw some movies in there. I pull a movie out every week. That's our shtick. That's our thing. I think it's a good bit. It's our gimmick. Don't take it from us. (laughs) It is our gimmick. No one has ever like complained about the movie sack but if someone did i would yell at them <laughs> what would we do if someone complained about the movie i would be sack? like fuck you i'm still doing the sack 
would get so defensive. It's my creative vision. <laughs> Fuck you. And this week, my creative vision is saying we're going to watch Grave Encounters. Oh, we're returning to found footage, I see. Oh, yay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Uh, but this, right. this one is exceptional in a way that we will explore more. No, oh, another uh, 2010s found footage film. Okay, but this is one that a lot of people talk about and are obsessed with online for some reason. All right. So I think it would be worth checking out again. All right. I, I haven't seen this one. Have you? Yes. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, one so... time, and I had weird feelings about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I guess join us next week for those uh, weird feelings. Uh, but in the meantime, Opal, if people want to... Um, Send deadly robots to attack you. Oh, no. Um, we're going to do that. I'm not going to tell them anything now. <laughs> if you want to send puppies to tell all my <laughs> secrets, um, you can find my socials at opal.card.co, or you could reach us at, both of us, not just me, at scarypair on Twitter. Uh, and I'm uh, at putrid underscore imp on Twitter. And I also do another show at Level With You with my friend Austin where we play some World of Warcraft classic and talk about it. Uh, that's a show. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, I think I think we're uh, done. Uh, join us next week for Grave Encounters. Opal, any closing words for the listeners at home? <laughs> I'm finally done chopping my onions. Oh, thank goodness, because I've been crying this whole podcast, <laughs> and it's made it very difficult to read my summary. I think I'm going to make a stock. Ooh, <laughs> you're going to make a soup. I'm going to make a soup. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>